am Diana, and I'm Shania, and we are Lash Society. So today we're going to be recapping our Sydney Lash Conference that we had two weeks ago. You actually MC? Did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. I always, I always love being a part of the conferences. It's always super fun. I can't believe you actually cool. drove up from Sydney. Yeah, it was, it was fucked. To be honest, <laughs> it was. I, I thought you were going to fly. I didn't realize you were going to drive. I just, I don't know. I just, it was a last minute thing. Like my, my brother and my sister-in-law were going up. So we're like, oh, let's just do a road trip. And then I just ended up sleeping the whole way and it wasn't. And then I messaged you for breakfast and you'd already left yeah. to go back to Melbourne. I was like, geez, this girl can't leave here quick enough. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> so what did you actually think of the concepts of the conference? I, you know, I always love the conference. I think that obviously you do a great job of hosting it. I Thank think that you. all the sponsors did a great job. The gift bags. I mean, everybody had so much to say about I the gift bags. I think there was almost nearly $1,000 worth of products. It in was there. amazing. There was so much stuff in there. Um, and yeah, the speakers were great. There was just a lot of content shared and the, the vibe of the conference. I mean, you can't put a price on that mm-hmm. and you can't manufacture that either. You know, it's either there or it's not. I still get really nervous every time we have a conference because I just feel like something's going to go wrong. Yeah. And then by lunchtime, when everyone, when it started, as soon as it starts and it's going smoothly, that's when I can start to relax (laughs) because all the preparation and organization is done. And then I have a few tequilas at the bar, so that's not too bad. And then I just really get into it by the end of the day. And I'm like, oh, it's finished already. It's like the alcohol starts talking at lunchtime. (laughs) No, it was good. No, you did a good job. I liked it. How did you, what did you think of the conference? I liked it. I think every time we have one, it's getting better and bigger. It's definitely getting more attendees for each one. Mm -hmm. For the Gold Coast next year, I am aiming for 300. So we're going to be launching an ambassador program to try and get more people involved. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of support from lash artists around the country now. And we've gotten a lot of global um, interest, which is exciting. It's a little bit daunting. Um, But yeah, so we're just working on that. But I feel like if we get some ambassadors on board and, you know, chip them something out of it yeah it just makes it a little bit easier and shows how our community is growing in a positive way and it's always important for your community to to talk about what they love about the conference as well right yeah so if anybody likes anything or if they have any feedback i know that you're always open to hearing about it i always try to put i think the easiest way i sent out an email already i think i've got to do another one but like i put question boxes in our instagram stories because i'm really open to feedback because i want to make sure that we Um, get speakers that really resonate with what the audience wants to hear because I don't want repetitive content I'm really cautious of having like the same speakers all the time or same topics spoken about because one I'll get bored Mm -hmm. I know it's not about me but like I want to go to an event that I would go to yeah and if I wouldn't go then why would I expect other people to go so I, I think that even though my interest and my priority is to make sure everyone is having a good time I also think of like the standards of what I would expect. And I think that that holds me to a higher standard mm. um, to make sure that everyone likes what they see and get some education out of it. I saw a few people taking notes, which was awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what you want. That was sweet. I like that. Yeah. So we had, yeah. So having a one or two like main conference speakers, not main, but like. Like keynote speakers. That's normal at any conference. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So this year we had Elena Asher from Lashmakers. So she flew over, which was cool. And we, uh, she was on stage, I think, for an hour and 15, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, doing a Q&A. Yeah. You would know. Yeah. She made you run around <laughs> like a little bit. So <laughs> next time, if someone wants to do a Q&A, I'll be like, do you need someone in the audience to run around with the microphone? It's not your responsibility. It's, you know. No, it's all right. Little hiccups like that, it, it, you sort it out and fix it for the next one. Mm. So, no, but it was good. Everyone had a good day. 
And I think this year was the first year that people actually were purchasing products from the sponsors. Yeah. So the last... That was cool to see the stalls. Mm, like they, were they, really was, they were really busy. Yeah. So that was good. So I think we've already gotten most of the sponsors back on board for next year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we've got an interest from a few others. So yeah. I just want to make sure that everyone's got ample exposure as well. That's mm-hmm. really important. Um, and the venue's bigger next year. So I think we'll be um, putting the sponsor tables in a foyer foyer yeah. um just so the room capacity can be filled up to the brim and then have like a marketplace yeah so that's the plan for that and we'll just see how we go yeah that's exciting mm. i'm excited i feel like gold coast will be a really really cool place to go we to. get a holiday i know and it's tax deductible <laughs> which we love <laughs> i want to so i actually booked the versace hotel yeah for the gold coast and i was really excited about that because you know, your business grows to a point where you can book something and not get scared that, you know, you won't reach the capacity or you'll end up spending more than what you return. Um, so that obviously fell through when the Versace deal got And canceled. no longer collaborating. Yeah, and the the, the hotel staff, the, man- the event management team are really understanding because apparently they just found out when it was broken onto the news. Mm-hmm. And I just, they said, look, we can hold on to your money. And we'll play it by ear. And I said, look, I don't, I, because we're selling tickets, because there's so many people coming, I don't want to risk you guys turning around in, say, October, November saying, hey, the venue's still under massive construction. Mm. And then we had to find a new venue. So unfortunately, they, we, I decided it was best to look for somewhere else. Yeah. But I did want to go to the Langham. And I think that they profiled because we're a lash business. Like it really ticked me. I made a TikTok about it, as I do. Um, and, Initially, when I, I put forward an email saying I described the event, she was like, yeah, sweet, that sounds good. And um, she asked for my business details. And because my business name is Lashed Eyelash Extensions, like pretty straightforward what the business is, mm. the next email back was, oh, sorry, you have to book 150 hotel rooms for us to consider you having an event in the conference room. And, like, if she had said that in the first email after I had said we would have two, well, whatever we needed, 200 people, lunch, morning tea, I would have been like, yeah, cool, fair, that's standard. But yeah. the fact that she replied before I gave her my details, like, it was two steps in. I'm like, ooh. You don't like me. No. <laughs> and I was, I just, I just went and stayed there, like, a month ago or two months ago. And you made go? a really favourable TikTok about them as well. Yeah, they don't care. No, it's, I mean, like, you had a good experience with them. I, that's why I wanted stage, to have yeah. it there because I thought, um, how cool would it be if it's we could, like... It's such a beautiful like, property. Yeah, mm. and it's right on the beachfront and I thought it would be great for everyone to experience. And I literally thought Versace falling through would have been a blessing in disguise if we could have it at the Langham because when I was at the Langham, I was messaging, you know, Bridget and Lauren and saying, oh, my God, this venue would be amazing. I'm so pissed that I booked the Versace. Mm. Um, and then she replied with that. So I'm like, oh, well. But we got the star, so I quickly booked the star, and it turned out better because they have uh, it's a bigger facility, yeah, bigger capacity, um, and yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm excited too. I think it's a good venue. Mm. I think it'll be fun as well, and we all like to do a little something afterwards anyway. Oh, well, so it'll be the perfect be. place for it. Oh, there'll <laughs> be a VIP event at this one. Yeah, because I've got more time instead of doing two a year. Yeah. I think because of COVID. And then going back into routine last year, everyone was really excited to get out of the house. Mm. So doing the Sydney and Melbourne event in one year, it was like it just it rolled quickly and I was in the momentum to plan the second one. Um, But I really wanted to focus on, you know, making the event bigger and better in addition to organising like 
my own product business and stuff like that. I didn't want to, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't want, I wanted my focus to be solely on one thing and put all my energy into it. And I yeah. didn't want to just half-ass it. So, yeah, so one a year. And then we'll still do smaller events and workshops in Melbourne and Sydney and stuff like that, which are in the works, but that's early, early stages. But, yeah, so one big conference a year and then we'll do other little things. That's exciting. Hmm. So much to come. So much work for you. Yes. <laughs> we love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the speakers at the last conference were pretty well known and very knowledgeable. Mm. Um, what did they What did they speak about? Give us a recap. Give you a little recap. Well, we started off with Otto. Otto is the director of Elibana. So they do lash lifts, lash laminations, lash lift products. Um, I actually spoke to him the night before and he like gave a little bit of the history of the business. So his mum actually started it like 27 years ago. Wow. And she developed, I think it was the, don't quote me, I'm pretty sure. I had too many margaritas with the bar. Um, uh, the Diploma of Beauty Therapy, she yeah. developed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's got a really solid history in beauty. So that's he's quite knowledgeable. He was happy to go first. He's got a lot of experience doing conference speaking. So um, I thought, you know, way to start the, sh- the day with someone. I'm, like everyone's – there's some people who are really knowledgeable but don't have that confidence – not don't have – some people are more confident on stage than others. Yeah. And I knew that Otto is just, he's done this a million times. So he went first and then Bridget went next. So that was also a strategic move because towards the end of the day, people get tired. Um, so anything that is like lash application techniques and things like that, we tried to put them earlier in the day. Um, Bridget spoke at Melbourne as well. So mm. the feedback was that she noticed more people were a little bit tired, which is good. It's good feedback. Um, so we put her at 10.30 in the morning, which was great. What else did we do? We had a break then. And then Ali from um, FBLA got up and she announced uh, her hard of hearing program, which I think was pretty cool. Um, and then we had Elena for an hour and a half and then mm. lunch. So Elena did a Q&A about various topics. I think, did she, a lash application business, you know. It was a lot of things. Yeah, she put her perspective on hiring a business mentor, which I, I aligned with when she said that, which was really good. She pretty much said that if you are seeking a business mentor, go to someone who you want to emulate in business. Someone who who's sells who, it, what Yeah, someone want. who's excelling in a position or in a, in a business that is doing the things that you want to do. Don't just hire anyone willy-nilly. That's putting up stupid posts with quotes on Instagram, charging an arm and a leg for fuck all. So that's my two cents on it. But anyway, um, then after that, we had Kayla from Fame and Feisty and we had Sophie Mason, who runs the Lash Fest conferences overseas. I think they're expanding from the UK to America. Have they already done that? Yeah, they, I think so. They're hosting... Dallas? No, oh, okay, don't know. Yeah. Dallas was Lash Boss Summit. Shelby Tarleton did that. I think Canada, anyway, she's doing conferences and she's doing other business coaching as well. And then who else did I have? Oh, Derek Hayes from Lock Slash. So he was speaking about lash adhesives and stuff like that, which was really good. Jody. And Jody. Yeah. Jody spoke <laughs> about building a team. She was great. I actually told a story on stage. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? I hadn't met Jody before. And the day before when we were setting up, I had set up with a few of the Adelaide girls, all the bags and things like that. And you, you guys yeah. helped out. And Marco, Marco over there, I'll give credit to the man <laughs> behind all this, um, helped out. And then I went for lunch. Anyway, I was coming in and out and I said to the sponsors, we've got access to the room, go set up your stalls because I can't set up their own stalls because I don't know. 
Um, anyway, so after, because the bar was right outside the conference room, everyone was kind of like having a final drink of the evening before going to bed for the big day. And I went into the conference room and Jody was there and um, she was really like standoffish and I was like really intimidated because I'm like, oh, she's like, I'm Jody. I'm like, oh, I'm Diana. I'm organizing the event. But I had like a margarita. So I was like, shit. And I thought she was pissed at me for not being in the room at that time because she just arrived. They just got there. And um, anyway, so long story short, it turns out we were both putting on this like facade to hide our drunkenness. <laughs> so once we had realized that, then we were all like, oh my God, yes, like we we're fine. Um, and then they were happy to set up their stall and that was it. So she was really good. She's a really lovely woman. Yeah. Oh, great meeting her. Great vibe. Absolutely. And I mean, she's, she's someone that I would want to work for. Like, yeah, and yeah. you can't say that about a lot of people she's got a lot of business knowledge as well she's not even from the lash industry she's never done lashes before but she's very knowledgeable so Mm. we're very lucky to have her um but yeah we just try to get a diverse range of speakers i would love to have some more small business um speakers and give opportunities to those who want to speak on stage so next year we've got uh, a few lined up um they're going to talk about certain topics that will be relevant to lash artists who either want to open a salon or start educating and things like that um because some of the feedback that we'd received was that um we did they people didn't want to keep hearing from uber successful yeah, people like already established yeah already people, esta- like yeah. how to make a million dollars how to do this how to do that mm. which is inspirational aspirational but also it's not realistic for the, everyone. There, was, there was a a middle section so it either goes from your beginner lash artist and how to set up your business and stuff like that, but there wasn't much talk about the process to becoming yeah. an established lash brand. So mm-hmm. we're kind of focusing on the middleman now. Yeah. So what to do when you are an experienced lash artist, but you want to go to that next stage in business, mm-hmm. but you need those business skills. Um, obviously, we're going to include lash content as well, but that's what the main focus is, that middle middleman section. Yeah. That's really interesting. I yes. think that'll be really beneficial for a lot of people because there's less people in that established, successful, earning over a million dollars. Yeah. It's always great to hear about that type of thing because it's inspirational, but it's not it's not an overnight thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and so we it's want, not we want relatable to, yeah. to a lot of people. So the goal is to have content that will be easily applied for one to two year yeah. goal span as opposed to a five to ten year. That's awesome. That's a good way to put it. Vision board goal span, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. What did you get up to in Sydney? Is there anything that you did that you loved? Um, I did a lot while I was in Sydney. So yeah, you're a little social butterfly when you're in Sydney. Well, it gives me an excuse to get out of my apartment, to be <laughs> honest. So I flew up on Thursday. Um, I think it, it was less stressful for me to just be there and make sure I got all the packages that were delivered to the venue as well. Bridget picked me up, Bridget from Lashbox LA. She picked me up from the airport with donuts. I was so lucky. And we went back to the hotel and just unpacked everything. I I was sending boxes up to her leading up to the event. So we just sorted all that out. Then Friday went for dinner at uh, the casino, Crown. Mm. Is it still called Crown Casino or just Crown? Is it the star? Oh, the Barangaroo Crown. What's the crown? There's a crown. There's crown towers. That's accommodation. Yeah, but there's restaurants down oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so crown. crown towers, not crown casino. Okay, yeah. sorry. Crown towers. Um, Saturday, we packed up. Uh, we set up the event. And then for lunch, I went to Opera Bar mm-hmm. down at uh, the harbour. That's what it's called, the harbour. Um, that was good. That was really nice vibes. It was a really sunny day. 
conference. And then I went, went out for dinner that night. I was out for dinner. It was like the most social I'd been. My like people, my friends back in Melbourne and my family were like, what, what, since when are you a social butterfly? I'm like, I have friends in Sydney. <laughs> I'm more social in Sydney than I am in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah so that's pretty much it. I flew home Tuesday. Yeah, that's What about great. you? You didn't stay I for didn't long stay at all. Long. I was a bit yeah. disappointed in that. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. I had stuff to do back in Melbourne. Yeah. So I came, I helped you set up on Saturday, literally after driving like eight hours. Not that I drove, I'm a passenger princess, but- um, So you literally came up for 48 hours. Yeah, basically. Wow. It's different. This is this What's is having kids like? versus not having kids. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't produce <laughs> them on my own. No, that's, I'm, that's not, I'm not saying it as like a thing, but- No, I know. It's just the difference between, yeah. And yeah. just, I had, I had to do stuff for the business. Like there's no one to pack orders when I'm not there. So I can't go from Thursday to yeah. Tuesday. Um, yeah, so we drove down the driver's shit. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. I've terrible. never driven. I've never terrible. driven. It's eight hours on the highway. Do you go straight or do you make pit stops? And like, Oh, we made pit stops, but it's mainly straight. Oh. And then to get into the where annoying do you pit thing, stop? Do you pit stop at like BP? We always stuff, pit like... stop at Gundagai, which is one. Um, I don't know. We always just, it's like, it's like a thing. Is, there and a, then you pit is that where the, no, I have no idea. <laughs> do you know what I'm about? The, what are you talking about? You know that art thing on those pillars? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, nah. Um, and then, yeah, just various different places. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we drove down. And then the the most annoying thing about the drive, I would say, is, like, getting into Sydney City. Like, That's it just takes crazy forever. crazy to drive in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, Bridget messaged me before I took off from Melbourne. And she said, message me when you're boarding because I will leave my factory, her warehouse. Yeah, yeah. warehouse. And because it will take me, the time it will take me to get to the airport will be the time your flight will land. Yeah. I was like, that's mental. It's crazy. The traffic is nuts. Yeah. Um, so we we drove in and then that night I helped you set up and helped everyone kind of. I appreciate that. Thank no you. worries. I was a psycho that day. <laughs> I'm just there to be like your, like, I'm like your Xanax. <laughs> that's a big call, I'm mate. That's a big call. <laughs> I'd say you're more like a diazepam. <laughs> I'm a four milligram Valium. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks, babe. I appreciate that. No, that's okay. Um, so then we helped out with that. Me and Marco, what did we do that night? I think we went to – oh, we found this really cool Korean barbecue place that we went to. I love Korean barbecue. Wow. And then, yeah, the next day was the conference. After that, I just literally was But you didn't so even exhausted. go out after the – we went to karaoke after the yeah, conference. Yeah, because I was oh, so exhausted. I was sense. so sick. I that was so sense. sick. And then, yeah, we went to – we just went out to dinner that night and then just – I was exhausted. I was so tired. I wish I could have come out, but I just didn't have the mental capacity to like no, that's fair enough. come out. <laughs> but Gold Coast should be fun. Yes. I think Gold Coast will be fun and we can all get Absolutely. We'll make like a week out of it. Plan know, a week. You yeah. two plan a week. I think one of the best things about the conference was hearing the feedback about the podcast. Like that was really cool. I really enjoyed people. People were liking it. I know. Yes. And one thing that I kept saying to them was we're really conscious about the fact that we're being too honest, but a lot of people were like to me, they love it. I can't not be honest. I know that's the thing. I can't be fake. Mm. I have to like, I'm even my family. Like my dad will sometimes say like, geez, you really know how to stick a knife in like with my words. Like Mm. I don't mean to be an asshole sometimes. It just, I can't be fake. Yeah. But I I think it's good on the podcast because 
we we're not going to turn around and change our opinions and be like, oh no, like no. this is all recorded. We can't backtrack on this. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no editing we, done at all. It's just all like we don't chop anything out. <laughs> but we own it, you know. That's yeah. the thing. So a topic that came up quite a bit um, that people wanted us to speak about was um, our opinions on uh, business coaches and that yes. type of industry that's now taking off within the lash industry. Yes. Um, and I think that that's a really good topic because we. I think that you can see a lot of success from certain business coaches, but there were some stories that we heard about at the conference yeah. that were less than positive and kind of what we were fearing was happening in the in the business coaching lash industry type of niche. Mm. Um, so that was a little bit concerning to hear about and honestly quite, quite sad yeah. to hear about it because a lot of our lash artists, our fellow lash artists, have, for lack of better words, have been taken advantage of. I feel like if you have or are going through a vulnerable time or you are in a vulnerable position, someone seeming like they can promise you the world is very attractive. Mm. And the way I see some of these business coaches' posts, the, the wording that they use is very meticulous in a way to draw people in like it's the right thing to do because of the situation that they're yeah. in. And for me, I believe maybe if I was younger, this is just my personal opinion, life experiences help you weed out the shit talkers, the yeah. rats in life, the snakes, and you can see straight through it like glass. And when you go through traumatic experiences in life, hearing someone promise you the world when you've oh this is just for me hearing someone say they can do this you can do this step into your light fucking kumbaya whatever it's full of shit like when you've actually done trauma work and shadow work and shit like that in your personal life and then you see these people saying oh we can teach you that pay me twenty thousand dollars and i will teach you fucking shadow Mm. work and if that's if i'm not quoting them correctly i'm not trying to but like it's kind of a slap in the face and it hurts to see people that are actually in a moment of pain. Like, I don't know what people are going through in life. Everyone goes through different things, you know. Um, But to use that point of whether someone's at rock bottom or needs someone to lean on to get them out of a funk and then there's these people saying, you know, pay me six months containers for like 10 grand of this to teach you this and step into your fucking light – it's like a law degree doesn't even cost that much not Mm. 10 grand but like what these people are asking they're not even qualified at anything and half the thing is with business coaches and elena said this on stage if you want a business coach find someone who is successful and has achieved the path that you want to travel down and that's like i share the same sentiment so i will follow entrepreneurs on instagram that aren't in the lash industry i think people need to realize that there's success outside of the lash industry that you should take on board when you're creating and establishing yourself as a business owner don't just look at who's in the lash industry go beyond so i follow like the girls from booby tape the alia skin owners like e-com brands that aren't they've got nothing to do with lashes and i watch them they know about logistics they know about marketing branding pr everything that you need to know there's there's someone that i would i would pay them to tell to help me because they've done it they've shown that there's proof in the pudding they're obviously successful, their brands are in stores, their brands are all over the internet, their marketing is on tap, their campaigns are everywhere. I, if I, if They would be someone I would pay because I'm like, well, I want to do what you're doing. So when there's people just putting up bullshit posts and there's no proof to the fucking pudding, 
I, I feel sorry for the people that buy into that that don't know any better. But I don't know if that comes with life experience or not, but it just real, it actually hurts. Like I spoke to one girl at the conference and she was stuck in a contract. And I told her to send it to me because I was like, let me read through it. Because at the end of the day, like, they're not going to take you to court. It takes, like, steps and steps to go to court. And it, literally, I was all, I was fuming because she didn't even want to continue with this coaching because she was getting absolutely nothing out of it. And I said, this, it's just all, it's a, it's a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Once one coach charges 20 grand to one person for a certain amount of time, they're in a contract. So then that person learns how to coach and teaches the next one. And they're all in this fucking little thing. Sorry, I get really angry about this stuff. They're in like a chain. So they've all got to make money off each other. And the only way to get out of it is to get money off other. It's an MLM. Mm. And ask me which one of them has a university degree or a a successful business, a standalone business that they can attach to the coaching. Like Lauren Lappin does business coaching. But she actually states in her post what she can help you with. She has a salon. She has a very successful and salon. And she has the receipts for it as there well. There is no ambiguity in her ca- captions or her website when it comes to what she will help you with. She states what she can help you with. These business mentors, they write questions, they write little captions and they don't finish the sentence. They never give a reason why they can do what they do. It's all like, I don't even fucking know, it's to be honest It's not tangible reasons. It's, no. It's up in the air. It's this or it's that. Like or, when you see... Like, like what does that mean? When you see people trying to promote a lash course or something, they say, you get a manual, you get this, you get that. These business mentors write a fucking stupid quote on their Instagram page, put up a photo shoot, and then in the caption, it's got nothing like... There's nothing that they there's can't no deliver. There's no value there. It's like, okay, I hear what you're saying about confidence and powerful and mind this and that. But what do I get? If you want my money, what do I get in return for paying you? Before I pay you, you've got to tell me what you're going to help me with. That's what I get angry about. And that's where the red flags go up. And I just want people to know before you do purchase or lock yourself into a contract for six months, three months, whatever it is, like ask yourself, what am I getting out of it? And if it's just mindset shit, go read a book. Like there's heaps of books out there that help you with this stuff that are written by either professors, lecturers, business owners, and all that. It's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I just, it, I get really riled up over it. It's like getting to a point where I don't even want to like keep, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to get cancelled for saying all this, but it's just really frustrating. Mm. I think I spoke to somebody that was at the conference and she opened up to me about her negative experience with a quite a popular business coach and she I I asked her I'm like what was it because to me it was all red flags right Mm. but I think it's because I know better yeah like I know that nothing's gonna get me to a million dollars except for fucking hard work and discipline absolutely right so I asked her I was like what was it that got you kind of what 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 sweetened the deal for you what got you to pay her that's what I ask I don't understand and she said that the thing that got her was that they described very specific situations that were relevant to her, oh, right? Yeah. So it'll be like, I don't know, there's there's one post of a business coach that was like, um, oh, do you want your um, – do you do you want your clients to buy you Christmas presents but they're not? Like something so silly and – That wasn't so, actually – was it? No, no, that's actually what they said, right? right? That's actually what they said. Like, don't complain about the fact that your clients don't give you Christmas presents if you're not delivering on what they want. And it's like, so as someone, if I was a lash artist that didn't get 
Christmas presents, I'd be like, oh my God, wait, should I be? Can you help me? Like, am I not a good artist? They it provokes your that vulner- insecurity. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. So that's what it. she was saying. They're like piranhas. Exactly. She was saying that they use very specific emotive language to make you feel, they kind of call out your insecurities, right? I think that there are legitimate business coaches out there that can help you, but there are just so many more predatory ones. Yeah. And I agree with you when you say that, when you monopolize on someone's trauma to make money, regardless of what industry you are in, it's it's wrong. It's wrong. It's like learn how to learn lashes and make $100,000 a year as if it's easy. Do you know what I mean? I think that that's, that's a huge problem in the lash industry. And I guess the only thing that we can do through this podcast is try to educate our community on how to make better decisions, mm. such as going to someone who is doing what you're doing not someone who is business coaching and showing you oh, i'm making a hundred thousand dollars a month mm. off the business code uh, off the courses that they're selling to people like yeah. you or then they say oh i made a fifty thousand dollar cash month yeah what does that mean well i don't know <laughs> why can't I, I, genuinely why can't you use the word revenue yeah but it's easy when they it's better when they use those keywords because you know what they, they where they're from yeah true. like as soon as it's they get money psyche fucking cash months or like container like where where'd you learn that from yeah it's like their own version of terminology yeah i think like i said that this is this for us it's a bit of a negative uh, conversation because we've seen so many people take taken advantage of in these situations right but at the same time I do think that business coaching can absolutely. be good for people. Absolutely. I'm not saying business coaching is bad. There is definitely it's just great the ones business that coaching. Are a little bit more predatory that you should be more cautious about. Yeah. And honestly, oh, this is just the case for everything. If it seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true. And also, if someone is dying to get you into a contract to sign you up to monthly revenue so they can tell you everyone that they're making 20K cash months or something, that their work should be that good that you don't want like they're not they don't, they don't care about the, yeah. they don't care about the contract because they know you'll come back they know mm. that they're good like yeah i understand contracts exist but when they're pushing that contract for you to sign it to scare you into thinking oh no i need to pay because there's a contract mm. contracts are broken all the time yeah all the time absolutely and they also have a responsibility to uphold and give you something to pay for as well and i think a lot of people forget that because they get they get intimidated by a contract absolutely get they get intimidated and it's it's almost an intimidation tool for the person who's offering the service as of well it is so just you know be so just, it's like, send, it's like sending a cease and desist letter yeah exactly <laughs> as soon as there's a legal letterhead on the top of a letter oh no it's a cease and desist yeah. it's literally just a bullshit piece of paper that costs someone about five six hundred dollars yeah. to say shut up that's all it is yeah there is no legality behind it at all it's literally a letter with a lawyer's name on it just to scare someone yeah exactly I think with this conversation, the most important thing that I want to get across to everyone is the fact that we're not sitting here saying that it's all terrible and doom and gloom. No, it's not all terrible. It's just that there needs to be be a piece of education out there because people are shoving this shit down people's throat and making them think that they like it. And also, if you you are following people that are becoming business coaches from another career choice, they've switched to solely... have a think and have a look at what their success in business was prior to turning into a business coach. Like, Mm. it's not hard to pick up on where someone, like, for me, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm not naive as a person. I don't think I'm naive. Um, But if, if, 
what's that saying now? I can't think. If just if it looks like a pig and like, if quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. Yeah. Like at the end, of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to have this conversation for me because I don't. Ugh, it's hard because I don't want to bash the people that have fallen into it either. No, I'm not bashing. Do you know them what I know? But it can come across like that. That's the thing. Like because oh, everyone I do you know what, what i mean saying. yeah no we're not bashing no, like because you guys we're are empathizing we're empathizing we're empathizing you, you're not wrong because you you trust people there's nothing fucking wrong with trusting people yeah but it's the fact that there are people out there that will monopolize on that trust and take advantage of it uh, yeah and the only reason like i think as well I'm, i don't know about you i'm pretty sure you as well we've been i've, I've been hurt in the past in personal capacities by a lot of people like like money lent out to people like i've been burnt backstabbed whatever so i can like i'm very cautious with who i trust anyway so that's why i think i'm more inclined to pick up bullshit when i see it because yeah. of what i've gone through if you asked me when before i'd gone through all that i was quite naive but yeah, you trust said, everyone life experiences hardens you up in a way and you need to decipher who you can trust who you can't trust like otherwise you're just going to get steamrolled over for the rest of your life and then yeah. always end up why me why does this happen to me like learn, if you have you know contracted yourself to a business coach that isn't helping you take it on the chin if you can't get out of the contract otherwise see if you can get out of the contract um but like use it as a learning tool and it is a, every like we said in our previous episode mistakes are how we learn yeah for the next time you want to get a business mentor you will know what to look out for you will ask them what are you going to provide me what educate what what success have you had like how do you know how to do all this how can you help me in this way and ask these questions like we're not perfect i'm we're gonna make heaps of mistakes oh, we've fucked up but just saying like just going through trauma and going through heartbreak and going through whatever you go through in life it it makes you like more aware of like shit talkers mm. and i think that like if you haven't if yeah we're not we're not having a go at people that have fallen into the traps and signed up to these people we're we're, we're bringing awareness to it so you you know that if you do have a gut feeling that, it, that it's not a good thing that you're not the only one thinking that exactly because it happens we've yeah. heard it it we've happens it. we've seen it we had our suspicions but now the and evidence this is, is coming this is out the only platform like we've discussed about this like the between like dms instagrams and stuff not to be bitchy but just like there's this concern that like, i genuinely get worked up when someone's like getting taken advantage of because i know what it's feel i know what it yeah, feels absolutely. like and i will defend other people more than i'll defend myself i'll put myself yeah. last and put everyone like, i will defend people to the end of the earth if i feel like they need protecting like i think what hurts the most is that these people are putting their last eggs into that basket and being like please work it that's that's what's makes it so real i feel like to yeah. me anyway being simple being like uh, listening to these stories it's like it's never someone who's at the top of their game it's never no, someone who's feeling great every day yeah. it's someone who is vulnerable like yeah, that's a- that's what fucking sucks that's what's shitty. And all they wanted was a helping hand someone exactly advice. someone to talk to someone yeah. to look up to someone yeah. to emulate just always like you can reach out to people before you start signing your life away to things so yeah just be vigilant and we're not atta- we're not them. attacking anyone who's like got a business coach if anything we just want to bring awareness to it we've been like, we've been speaking about this for a while and i was debating talking about this on the podcast because i didn't want controversy to come from it and then i just thought no nah, you know what once i heard that a few people that were at the conference were contracted to paying and they were really unhappy and weren't getting anything out of it i thought you know fuck them that's yeah. literally fuck them there you needs want, to be if, you have, if you want to say it. something bad about me about what you're doing come speak to me face to face like i don't have two degrees and something else for no fucking reason like mm. i'm pretty i'm yeah 
I'm a little bit cunty, sorry. <laughs> it depends what you get, what day you get me on. But mm. yeah, I just, it's, that's all I have to say about that, really. I think that's enough. What would you, um, what would be like a green flag for you? Because now we've spoken about all the terrible things that can go wrong. But if you were looking for a business coach, mm-hmm. what would be a green flag for you? I'd look at their business success. Mm. I'd look at the, 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 what they're doing with their business. So, Do you think that them still working in the industry that they're trying to coach in is important? Or having a business uh, in the industry? N- not not necessarily. Like Jodie. Like Jodie was working, I think she said it was Rip Curl or Billabong mm. before she moved to Prolong. Like she- but if she was going to do business coaching in the industry, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, I'd hire someone in their respective field. So yeah, like, okay. I've always said if I opened up a salon, I would get Lauren to help me mm. because Lauren is well-versed in how to run a successful salon. I wouldn't get Lauren to help me with an e Like I'm not saying she's bad at e-com. Mm. That's not her specialty. Yeah. I, so I'd look at what that person specializes in or if, if they're in an industry that I want to excel in, like I have a real passion for like really honing in on this e-commerce thing. Mm. So I watch all what e-com brands do, like with the UGC content, their marketing strategies, their ads, their the logistics, getting a 3PL and mm. like the barcoding and the, getting products retail ready. So I would hire, I would look for someone who has an established brand that has gone through all that stuff and knows how to do that. And as you know, I'm like, well, they would know because they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm. What else would be a green flag for you? Someone who specifically states what they what they they're going to provide you. Yeah, I someone think who narr- isn't focused on like harping on the amount of money they're making from it. I was just about to say that. I think the narrative that they're painting for you is really important yeah, as like, well. I, I don't give a shit how much you make a month. Yeah, like, well, that doesn't bother me. Like, I think when you have figures backing up the full like the case study of your business, fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but if using you're gonna, it as a marketing but it's tool not, is not yeah, right. I don't think it's – I don't – yeah. Well, it's just not convincing to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always think that when someone – like – and there's a, there's, a, there's a thing saying that, oh, you shouldn't be ashamed of how much money you're making. It's, it's decorum. It's decorum, I think. It's mm-hmm. not – it's not – you don't have to – I know a lot of – like I'm not saying like, – what do I say? In personal life, people don't walk around with signs on their head saying how yeah. much money they make. Yeah. You know, like the, I think the, the partner at the law firm that I used to work on, work for was, I don't know, base rate, 500 grand a year mm-hmm. plus commissions and whatever else he got. Like he doesn't walk around going, I earn 500 grand a year. I can teach you how to do the same thing. <laughs> I was on 65. Like, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't, it, that's just me though. Like, yeah. Wealth whispers, at the end of the day, isn't that the thing? Wealth whispers. Yeah. Any other green flags that you would? Um, just no. I just you get gut feelings off people. Yeah. You see what they're doing. Shit talkers don't have to elaborate so much when they're doing something. They just do it. Yeah. They don't have to convince people of things. They just this is how it is. This is what I am. This is what I do. Like it, leave it. Like that's your choice. They don't have to like dance around a bush ten times and you know, shake their hands in the air for you to, like, do a deal with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're saying that the theatrics are a red flag for you? Yeah. Okay. Like, get straight to the point. Just take someone's face value. Yeah. Watch things with a grain of salt. If someone's keeps – like, if watch, watch someone for a while, if they keep putting out content and information that's resonating with you over a period of time, 
then obviously that, that might be a good thing. But don't yeah. just be careful. I think uh, something that I would advise our community is to not make decisions out of desperation or emotional states. Yeah. That's a really – and I have done it in the past. That's why I can sit there and say – to not do it. Yeah. Take a couple of days, take a couple of weeks. If you're in a really bad financial, I mean, I can't give you financial advice, but if you're in a bad financial spot, just take a couple of days to clear your head. Cause if someone's coming to you telling you that they can fix your problems, they, no one can. Who fucking fix my also, problems? Also, no just one, as me. a side note, if you are like just generally looking for information on something or whatever, type it into YouTube. I guarantee there is someone on YouTube always willing to teach you something mm. so before you go pay someone to do it there's there's tutorials and long ass except for lash extensions learning how to do lash extensions oh yeah that don't do don't learn lash extensions <laughs> i'm just saying like in anything with when it comes to business or even like manifesting and trauma work and all that stuff there's people on youtube that put up hour two hour long videos that you can watch over time and learn that stuff and it's free and books are always like a go-to books are great books. i love books Books are, yeah. Yeah. And they're usually written by people who are qualified to be giving you that advice, which is always great. Sometimes, that's, that's, yeah. That's a... Mm. Sometimes. Can, what do you mean sometimes? Right. <laughs> sometimes. You get badly written books, but... Yeah, yeah, but like the popular ones are usually backed by doctors. Yeah, with references. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, that's enough bitching for one day, I think. That was a bit of a saucy episode. I think that's as, that, I think that's as bitchy as I'll ever get on this thing. I don't mean to be a bitch, but I like calling things out. Mm-hmm. I do it in my personal life, so now I'll bring it into this. I mean, you feel responsible for your community and the community that we're growing here as well. And I think that it's important to have conversations around education around topics like this. And if you don't agree with us, that's fine. This is just our opinion. <laughs> this is just what we, we have heard. This us. is what we've heard. We don't think we're better than anyone to share our opinion. We're just saying like, yeah, that's all. Mm. All right, guys, we'll see you at our next episode. See ya. Bye. Bye.